Welcome back to the Seventh String Podcast. Uh, today's intro music was from Excursions in World Music Seventh Edition. Uh, Nothing to my name by Kui Jian, um, a Chinese rock artist. And so that's where we're going to start today. We're going to be start by talking about popular music in East Asia and the, how it was influenced, how it is still being um, influenced today by Western ideas. So. Even if we go back to the 1920s, it was in Shanghai, at least it was popular for jazz to come across the scene. Jazz was being played overseas. And, you know, over time, especially in China, these ideas of Western music have kind of been suppressed for a bit because of the Communist Party, but are now like are starting to make a comeback in some ways because now you have a very like underground rock scene which is very interesting to know about that. It's a genre that's very prone to like being like anti-government or not anti-government, but just like protest music in general, generally can fall under rock music. And then, so this music is also being like influenced by like Western scales and the, our um, music of like ideology. And this can also be seen today in um, uh, K-pop or Korean pop, where it sounds a lot like a pop song you would hear in the United States, except instead of it being in English, it's in Korean. And then also in Japan, um, there's kind of like, I, I refer to it as like anime music, which I'm sure is not a very accurate term, but it's very like anime-like. Like I can visualize a lot of the music that we listen to in this class, like coming from an anime. Um, which is quite interesting because it's a lot of like, it's like a combination of, it's like a rock pop genre, which I think appeals to a vast majority of people, which is, I think, why they are using it in anime because that is popular both in Japan and it's also gaining popularity here in the United States. All right, diving into the second section of our podcast today, I'm going to be talking about like African-American music, uh, probably specifically in the United States for this section. And it's very interesting um, noting how African-American music has evolved from like blues and jazz then to at the very early stages of rock. And now it's kind of on the forefront um, of hip hop and rap music. And so uh, the question from a a listener says, why has African-American music always been rejected at first and then being almost widely accepted in America? And I think this also goes back and ties in when we were talking about tango and how it needed to become popular in order for everyone to like it. And I think so. And we can see that through white musicians adopting these genres like for jazz you know we started off with like louis armstrong and duke ellington and then it you know goes to benny goodman and pat and pat metheny you know in, in the jazz world and then if we look at rock you know you start with chuck berry and little richard and you know that eventually morphs into acdc and the beatles and even though i know the beatles weren't from the united states it's still rock music and rock music really originated with african-americans in this country and then if you had a rap, I'm not personally too familiar with the origins of rap, but um, um, rap rappers that I listen to that I that are older and laid some of the foundations for rap are like N.W.A. and Tupac, and that has led the way for um, rappers like Eminem and Young Gravy to come forward. So they're taking this idea that is African American, which is you know which base which all all this music, these jazz, rock, and rap, all kind of started 
with blues. And it all has evolved into um, the Caucasians in the United States performing it and making it their own as well. And you also see this as gospel, because gospel predominantly black in the South with these um, Baptists. And then like Elvis Presley comes and he performs gospel. And so today's outro music is from Excursions in World Music, uh, Matchbox Blues by Blind Lemon Jefferson. <laughs>